Hello and welcome to the Black Arrows Employment Team podcast where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. My name is Simon Allison, I'm head of Black Arrows Employment Team. This podcast is aimed at business owners and HR managers and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is season three, our Tell Me season of podcasts. We will be covering such topics as tell me how to conduct an interview and tell me how to have an off-the-record conversation with my staff. We aim to answer your questions as quickly and efficiently as we can. Welcome to episode 5 of season 3 in our Termi series of podcasts. I'm joined by Jack Boyle. Hi Jack, how are you doing today? Hi Simon, I'm very well thanks. And yourself? I am doing A-OK. A-OK, as usual. As usual. <laughs> I bet you didn't know, Si. Today, 1st of June, it's National Do- Donut Day. Donut. Annunciation. Donut Day. Donut Day. National Donut Day. It what is. is that then? Well, hashtag, if you check out Twitter after <laughs> after the recording, you'll see that it's all about the donuts. Good stuff. Got a good wee joke for you about donuts. Do you? Uh-huh, it's a cracker. How does Bob Marley like his donuts? No, no, no. That's an old, 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 old joke. Heard that joke a million times before. Uh, let's go back to work. So, been tweeted by Lynn Pokey. Um, the tweet starts, My name is Pokey. Do you know Pokey's, Jack? Um, I knew one once a while ago. Really? Um, I don't think she'll be listening to this podcast, so it's probably okay to say, but she was, she was a bit of a riot. <laughs> right, a, was a she? riot. Recently right. had to stop drinking uh, because she was so wild. <laughs> okay, okay. So the tweet says, My surname is Pokey, and an ex-flatmate who's an employment lawyer has tried to explain the Pokey principle countless times with little success. Can you please explain to me what it's about? Is it something to do with double jeopardy? So this podcast is called... Tell me, what's the story with Pokey? Right, well, first things first, it's got nothing to do with double jeopardy, so whoever told Pokey that is <laughs> blethering. Okay. Now, cut to the chase. Can I tell him a jo- joke, please, Simon? Come on. <laughs> no. Come on, it. Come on, let's go with it. So let's go in th- through the facts of this case, first of all, then discuss after that the Pokey exception and the Pokey deduction. Okay, so part one, facts of the case. So it's House of Lords' decision in 1988. Um, Mr. Dennis Pokey had been dismissed. Um, the company told him financial reasons for dismissal. It was basically redundancy. Mr. Pokey's manager was told to make four drivers redundant and replace them with two ban salesmen and one sales rep. How did that go then, Jack? Not very well. The manager who carried out the redundancy process actually dismissed all three male drivers by the reason of redundancy. However, the female driver was retained. Mm, Okay. Not the best procedure. Mr. Polke was summoned to the office um, and was told there and then that he was being made redundant. Okay. So no consultation, no discussion about alternatives or any objective selection criteria, um, no companion, no right of appeal. Um, As you can imagine, Mr. Polke lodged a claim with the Employment Tribunal. That's right. And during the outcome of the tribunal case, the ET judge was highly critical of the um, procedures of the employer. However, what they went on to state was that at the end of the day, we have no alternative to find that in this case, had the employer acted within the code of practice, the result would not have been any different. And we therefore have to unhappily reject this application. Okay. So the case was, after that, appealed by uh, Polkate to the House of Lords. Okay. 
Um, and the House of Lords, again, held that the correct question to be asked was not whether the employee had suffered an injustice in being dismissed, but whether the employer had acted reasonably in light of the facts known by the employer at the time of the dismissal. There's a useful summary set out by Lord Bridge, um, which is in the notes. Okay, so do you want to your best Lord's accent to read this case out, Jack? Of course. So here's what the, the Lord said. Okay. If the tribunal is able to conclude that the <laughs> okay, employer... Okay, okay. Normal accent, please. First normal. Right, normal. Normal accent. Read that. First so here, here's what they said. Okay. If the tribunal is able to conclude that the employer himself, at the time of dismissal, acted reasonably in taking the view that, in the exceptional circumstances of the particular case, the procedural steps normally appropriate would have been futile, could not have altered the decision to dismiss, and therefore could be dispensed with. So it says in this case, in such a case, a test of reasonableness may be satisfied. So it kind of says this case, I think, that even if you don't follow the procedure correctly, you may satisfy the test of reasonableness. So employment lawyers basically everywhere tell their clients they require to follow a fair procedure when dismissing employees, although there are two caveats to principle, the pokey exception and the pokey reduction, Okay. So that covers the facts of the case. Basically, the employee um, was um, successful as a claim, but they set out this pokey exception and pokey reduction. Okay, so part two, the pokey exception. So there may be cases where it's futile or utterly useless to carry a procedure. Is that right, Jack? Yeah, that's true. Although, to be realistic, there are probably very few situations where you would be able to persuade a judge that it's futile or utterly useless to carry out the procedure okay. prior to dismissal. Okay, in these cases, potentially, you get an exception to rule they need to follow a fair procedure. That's right. So, for example, if I was to punch the Blackadder's managing partner right in the face, right in front of you as a witness, Simon... Promotion? <laughs> no, carry on. Depends who you ask. <laughs> okay, so you punch the managing partner in the face in front of me. Yep. Yes. Would the would the um, would the employer Blackadder's require to suspend me to carry out all the procedural um, steps and then dismiss me in the future? I think in that case potentially that would be a pokey exception where you would need to follow a fair process to, to dismiss fairly. I think if you were to immediately dismiss without following the procedure, that would probably be a fair um, dismissal. Would probably reduce. Um, compensation to nil on the basis of pokey exception. Does that make sense, Jack? Yep, that makes perfect sense. And you would probably be hard pushed to argue with that if you were the employee. I think that's true. Um, so that covers the pokey exception, but more often we see the pokey deduction. Um, so this makes it clear there's no need for an all or nothing decision. If the employment tribunal th thinks that there is a doubt whether or not the employee would have been dismissed this element can be reflected by reducing the normal amount of compensation by percentage representing the chance that the employee would have lost his employment. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's right. So um, basically what this allows the employer to do is firstly argue, primary argument, we did follow a fair procedure, yeah. uh, so we should win the case. Yeah. And then what, uh, you know how we lawyers like to drop some Latin and sometimes they quite often put an esto case in. Esto. 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 And esto is like your secondary argument. So even if the dismissal is unfair, then even if we had followed a fair procedure, it would not have affected the outcome. 
So if the tribunal finds the dismissal to be unfair for a procedural failing, the tribunal still has the option to reduce the compensation by a particular percentage. Okay. I had a case a few years ago where we were acting for an employer. They didn't take our advice when they carried the redundancy process um, and they dismissed, I think, without procedure. Went to tribunal hearing and the tribunal found that even if they had followed the correct procedure, the outcome, i.e. the employee's dismissal, would have been inevitable. Therefore, in that case, although it was found to be an unfair dismissal, they reduced compensation by 100%, um, and that covers potentially the pokey deduction. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense. So effectively, there's two two different aspects to pokey then. There's the first part, which is the complete exception, which says that um, it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever, so that turns it into a fair dismissal. I think so. And then there's the second part, which is more of damage limitation for the employer, so you're yeah. looking to get it sliced by a certain percentage. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so that covers this podcast. What's the story with Polky? Um, I've got three takeaway tips. Tip one, I think, is take advice before you dismiss. Remember that Polky should be the exception rather than the rule. And the second tip, remember whether or not the employer pleads Polke or not within their ET3, the tribunal still has to have the duty to consider it. So employee and employee representatives need to be aware of this and always think about the whole facts of the case to see if there's any risk of a Polke deduction. Yeah. And tip three, I think, um, if you're an employee, please don't punch the managing partner in the face, <laughs> I think. Is that fair? Well, depends who your managing partner is, certainly. <laughs> don't punch the Black Adder's managing partner. Definitely not. Okay, so please feel free to like, share, favourite, tag, retweet, etc, etc, etc. Please do that. Please check us out on iTunes as well, guys. Um, we love to get reviews, positive, negative or otherwise. Just um, positive, please. Just positive. Can I get my joke <laughs> in now, Sai, please? Oh, God. Okay, go ahead then. Right, so how does Bob Marley like his donuts? I don't know. How does he like his donuts? We're jamming. We're jamming. <laughs> oh, dude. Jack. Part of me somewhere boom, boom. just... That some part of me just died, I think. I'm here all week if you want. <laughs> okay. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers. Goodbye. Ah, well. That concludes episode five, everyone. Episode five, yep. That's season, uh, season three, episode five down. So we've covered half the season, haven't we? Yeah, we're past the hump episode. I can't believe you made most of the National Donut Day. Oh, well. I, I think it's so good. I thought the Bob Marley crack was fairly witty. It was rubbish, Jack. It was absolutely rubbish. I bet, I bet you, you couldn't have come up with any. Of better. course I could. Lots of jokes come to mind. For example, why did the donut go to the dentist? Mm, why did the donut go to the dentist? Because he wanted to get a chocolate filling. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Or. Uh, can you sense my fake laughter there? What <laughs> is this? Knock, knock. Who's there? Donut. Donut who? Do not unsubscribe from our podcast. Ha ha! <laughs> boom, boom. Okay. Part of you just died? A very large part of my soul just <laughs> passed away there. Good. <laughs> Cheers and cheerio. Cheers.